Welcome, welcome. Today is Monday, October 24th, coming in after a long weekend for me personally. Welcome to episode 225 of Simply Cyber's Daily Cyber Threat Briefing. I'm your host, Dr. Gerald Osher, and over the next 45 minutes, I'll be delivering the top cybersecurity news story of the day on what it means to you. Uh, as a practitioner, I'll be giving some analysis, my thoughts on the topic, how you can operationalize it. Or if you're looking to break into the industry, there's definitely going to be value here for you because you're going to be asked in an interview, how do you stay current? And Simply Cyber's Daily Cyber Threat Briefing is an excellent answer to that question. Be sure to say what's up to everybody in chat. Everybody, I see you here looking good. Hashtag Team Live. Uh, quick shout out to the stream sponsors before we get started. Jeremy Williams with the Super Chat. Thank you, Jeremy Williams. Getting it started. Buying me a cup of coffee. Love it. Guys, before we get into it, I want to give a shout out and thanks to the stream sponsors, Barricade Cyber Solutions. Barricade Cyber Solutions is dedicated to helping businesses from cyber attacks and recover from the damage done. Cyber attacks can cause massive issues for businesses and send dedicated, hardworking business owners into turmoil. But Barricade Cyber Solutions knows how to mitigate the damage done by cyber incidents. Go check them out at barricadecyber.com. Link in the description below. Front page barricadecyber.com has a calendar for you to schedule in a meeting, no obligation with Eric Taylor. Also want to give some shout out and love to the stream's other sponsor, Eric Capuano and the whole gang over at Recon InfoSec. If your organization is large enough to have real cybersecurity concerns, but maybe not quite large enough to build a full-fledged SecOps capability from the ground up, Check out and consider the managed detection and response offering from Recon InfoSec, sometimes referred to as MDR. Guys, MDR solutions are an awesome option um, for like increasing your uh, organization's cybersecurity capability because A, you get like a whole team for a fraction of the price, which is awesome. B, for some reason, you ask a CFO, I don't know this, for some reason, the color of money that is spent on professional services has a way higher ceiling than hiring uh, labor staff as FTEs onto your business, just meaning you'll get more money for MDR. So if you're uh, in that situation, if you're a CISO, if you're a one-person band and you're looking for some assistance, consider MDR. Um, Recon InfoSec's offering includes the people, process, and technology needed to deliver full-spectrum security operations to organizations of any size. It's legit, guys. I've had to do like vendor research on MDR solutions for some of the you know roles I've had in my day, and it's <laughs> it's definitely a good solution. I want to remind you if you hold professional certifications that require CPEs like CISP and CISA, so ISAC and ISC squared specifically, each episode of the Daily Cyber Threat Briefing is worth half a CPE. So two and a half a week, ten a month. Be sure to say what's up in chat. Hashtag Team Live. Hashtag Team Replay on comments to document literally the easiest and I would argue the most enjoyable way to earn CPEs. Chat, I did look at GIAC and CompTIA recently <laughs> and I have some concerns whether or not I could make a compelling argument whether or not the daily cyber threat briefing would qualify according to their policies. Uh, ISC Square and ISACA I feel strong on, 
But those other two, go check it out. Uh, just verify for yourself. Either way, being here is a good idea. If you are live, love it. Thanks for being here. Just hashtag team live. I see you in chat. We are currently at 64 people. Good morning, Jeffrey Foshi with the coffee. Love it. No, we're going to do this. So if you want to jump right to the news, if you're on replay, that's fine. Just jump, jump, jump. Otherwise, for the next, I don't know, say two minutes. I did have a long weekend. I wasn't here Friday. I miss y'all. I'm going to say good morning. Have a cup of coffee. Uh, Sync up. It is Monday, so it's Callan's artwork of the week uh, segment. Uh, And I've got some great uh, um, additional streams coming up later on in the week that... I want to, excuse me, geez, I want to share with you. That was really inappropriate. All right, so let's push the script aside and let's look at chat. Greg Wilson, what's up? Also, Tibbet. Hi, guys. JLG, I see you. Tom Bishop, Angel Perez, and Carrie, thanks for the squad support. Why would you need coffee, Jerry? Oh, my God. If you saw me 30 minutes ago, you'd be like, Jerry, let me get you a cup of coffee. You know what I mean? Haircut fish in the house. Hey, Dan, good to see you. Staying for the jaw jacking. I got. I might have to get a shirt made up about jaw jacking. We like jaw jacking with an arrow pointing at my face. What's up, Kimberly? Good to see you. <coughs> Excuse me. Holy crap! Coming in strong. I was at the mountains this past weekend. Went off the grid for a minute. Uh, way to recharge, refresh, and uh, get my mind right. I did look at the. I, I was looking at, because this is what I do, I was looking at cybersecurity news last night as I was going to bed, and I saw there's like a um, a mouse spam campaign of Emotet that is clickless that runs in a password file that auto, um, auto not decrypts, but auto unlocks itself when double-clicked. Nasty. Dude, Emotet consistently delivers nasty payloads. They're always upgrading their game over there. Jabberjaw the shark. Yeah, that's right. Oh, Kimberly, yeah, I take a lot of water. You know what, guys? I have a secret weapon when it comes to hydration. I, I really, not a sponsor of the show, but if they if they want to, I would I would I would I would uh, represent them. There's these things called liquid IV. They're like it looks like powder, like like the old Kool Aid powder, except it's called liquid IV. You can buy it at Costco and stuff. You drop one of those suckers in a bottle of water. Woo! You are like a. Uh, a juicy sponge that's just been dipped in a pool. Like, you are fully hydrated. I love that stuff. Secret weapon. Oh, yeah. DJ B-Sec giving me, giving, me, um, giving me some criticism last week. Not criticism, but gentle encouragement from one streamer to another about my lines. About my lines here. So now, the overlay's looking tight. I got a little splash pattern. A little splatter pattern over the Simply Cyber. I don't know, guys. You let me know. I've been trying to upgrade the... Um, the stream a little bit, little by little. Oh, Ahmed knows what liquid IV is. I'm telling you guys, it's it's legit. It is legit. Oh, thanks, Jay Smith. I appreciate that. You know, and at the end of the day, guys, if you want just the news, that like there's an option for that. You you know what I mean? Like this is there's we are very fortunate that we have tons of great options. Hey Nagozi, good to see you. Joel Belton, my man. Oh, Chris Rock coming at coming in over the microwave link. Good to see you, Chris Rock. Chris Rock with an awesome Overland situation. All right, Lorenz Mello. All right, guys, I think we're up in here. Let's let's take one more slug of coffee. Sit back, relax, get comfortable, however you want, and let's get into the news, yeah. All right. 
Thank you, Arctic Monkeys. All right, here we go. Sit back, relax, and let's boogie. From the CISO series, it's Cybersecurity Headlines. It's Monday, October 24th, 2022. Exploited Windows Zero Day lets JavaScript files bypass Mark of the Web security warnings. According to Bleeping Computer, this has already been seen in ransomware attacks. Windows includes a security feature called Mark of the Web that flags a file as having been downloaded from the internet and therefore should be treated with caution as it could be malicious. The Mark of the Web flag is added to a downloaded file or email attachment as a special alternate data stream called zone.identifier, which uses JavaScript and generates a warning pop-up window. HP's threat intelligence team recently reported that threat actors are infecting devices with Magniber ransomware using the JavaScript to bypass the warning window and deliver the malware. Okay, so this Mark of the Web thing, uh, I feel like this Mark of the Web was rolled out without much fanfare. As far as I, uh, I knew, I didn't really see it. Um, if you have downloaded something from the internet and gotten the annoying Mark of the Web pop-up, uh, and sometimes it'll stop you from being able to execute the file even though you know like it's a legit file, it is a bit of a pain in the butt. Uh, JavaScript, um, JavaScript kind of like the Swiss Army knife of, uh, of, of code. You know what I mean? It's very flexible and does stuff. Um, so there's a zero day allowing threat actors to bypass it. All I would say is two things. One, I would be surprised if Microsoft doesn't fix this, um, with some relative, uh, expediency simply because I just feel like with JavaScript, there's probably uh, a way to account for whatever the JavaScript's doing that allows the bypass. It is a zero day. So they will, uh, set this up. Uh, another quick thing, alternate data stream guys, if the fact that um, they're using alternate data streams in order to do this is kind of interesting. The only time I've ever heard of alternate data streams is like when you're studying for uh, like Security Plus or SysP, one of them way back in the day, and you would like hide data in a file. Like it, it was like, I don't know anyone that was really doing it. it. It was kind of supposed to be a secret way to embed messages or data into a file and like the file size wouldn't change. Uh, because it was an alternate data stream. Never, ever, ever saw it used in practice in any capacity. So it's cool that they used it in some way to, to um, help people help people like Carl stop from downloading stuff from the internet uh, unexpectedly and infecting their machines. But um, yeah, I guess just be on the lookout of this. If, if Mark of the Web was in some way on your radar as far as part of your defensive posture, then, you know, FYI, there's a zero day. But... Even with this, guys, best practices, don't download crap that you don't know what it is. Uh, educate your end users on how to look for stuff. I, I, I still to this day get surprised, honestly, guys, when an end user calls me and they've infected their machine and I ask them to show me where they went and what they did. And it's just unbelievable some of the things that they fall for. Like, like, like Googling... Um, you know, checklist, uh, like, you know, th this system startup checklist. A and then the first result, they click on the link and it's like a bunch of like Netflix looking ads and stuff like that. Horrible, horrible web, web 1.0 font style. And it just says like, basically, I don't even know how threat actors do this, but basically it's like what they queried dot PDF, right? Like whatever you queried dot PDF is what it says. The file name is and this individual clicks it and downloads it, and it's like, dude, everything about this site looks sus. Like, everything. Even the file name. 
look sus and you're just click, 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 click. So I'm telling you, when I say educate your end users, I mean like, you know, obviously there's more advanced stuff, but like make sure you cover the third grade level stuff too, because it will get, they will happen and it's not good. FBI warns of hack and leak operations from group based in Iran. The alert centers on Eminet Pasargad, an Iranian company that U.S. law enforcement agencies have previously spotlighted for its role in efforts to interfere with the 2020 U.S. presidential election. On Thursday, the FBI said the company, which has changed its name several times to avoid sanctions, has targeted entities in Israel since 2020 with attacks that involved the theft and leak of stolen data. The group would then amplify the stolen data on social media and online forums. The FBI judges these techniques may be used to target U.S. entities. Yeah, again, the, okay, so again, this is like interesting because it's a specific thing, but there's a, uh, the, there's a larger like macro movement of these type of attacks. So this one's much more difficult to fix. Guys, this Iranian group is targeting uh, erosion of public confidence. Okay, so that's, that's what it is, trying to destroy their adversaries from the inside out versus more of an overt kind of classic military kinetic strike where you're just trying to decimate and cause, you know, cause damage until they bend the knee, right? This one is to erode public confidence, make people question their own elections, make people question their leaders, and then ultimately tear themselves apart. Um, not, not unlike um, if you guys have seen Chris Rock's how to, how to, um, how to bring down a government, uh, talk at DEFCON uh, 2017, I think. It's not exactly the same thing as this, but uh, a similar approach um, in that, you know, hacking into leaders' bank accounts, putting putting payments in there so it looks like they're getting paid off, um, eroding public trust. This is how coups happen. And if you're interested, I know Chris Rock's in chat right now, but that um, that talk, you know, totally leans up into this one. So it's been happening for years. Um, again, yeah, they said they're mostly targeting, uh, targeting Israeli, uh, companies, but there's, or, uh, Israeli government, but there's no reason they can't go after the, um, the United States, especially when we have midterm elections coming up and then ultimately, uh, the major presidential election in a couple of years. So Chris Rock, Chris Rock, my man, guys, I'm telling you, uh, Chris Rock here, let's just do this. Cause I, I, I love myself some Chris Rock and it's worth, um, it's worth sharing this with you because if you don't, if you haven't seen them, right here, this is it. This is the talk, right? I'll drop a link in chat. Uh, dude is a legend. Okay, drop it in in chat. Let's keep going. By the way, DEFCON talk, bucket list item. Wholesale giant Metro confirmed to have suffered a cyber attack. The European retail giant has been hit by a cyber attack that has caused IT infrastructure outages. Metro employs more than 95,000 people in 681 stores around the world, most of them in Germany, and the outages have impacted stores worldwide. In response, the teams in the stores have had to set up offline systems to process payments. The company has not provided technical details about the attack, but the problems faced by Metro suggests it was the victim of ransomware. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Like, I hate, I hate, I hate it for Metro, right? I've never heard of them before. Uh, but they sold $25 billion in Germany. So, uh, Sasha, you're in chat. I'm sure you're in here. Uh, our, our local German expert, whoops. Um, they employ 95,000 people. So this isn't good, right? Like I, 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 
you don't want to be like, oh, they're so big. Who cares? Faceless conglomerate. You know, there's 95,000 families that are depending on Metro to be open to, so they can go to work on Monday, right? Um, 681 stores. That's communities that are dependent upon this. So it's not good. But guys, it is. I mean, ransom, until further notice, ransomware is going to dominate the landscape. It makes way too much money. The risk of being captured or whatever is pretty low. And think about it for a minute. The investment cost, right? What's the investment cost? Like if I was going to, you know, open a new business and rent out a storefront, like I'm taking huge risk, right? I'm, I'm putting like my home up as collateral. And if I fail, I lose my home, right? With With ransomware, it's like, you shoot off some ransomware and it doesn't hit. Oh well, like just go to the pub, grab another pint and let's fire it up tomorrow. There's no there's no skin as far as failure goes. So, with no, like low risk of failure, I mean not low risk. Uh low risk of being captured, low cost if failure and high high returns if successful. What like why would anything different happen, guys? Right? So, ransomware is going to keep ransomwareing. I don't know if they're going to get paid. We're seeing a lot. There is a, here's a pro tip or whatever. We are seeing a transition in the market where threat actors are less likely to encrypt the data and sell it, uh, sell the decryption key. And they're moving towards exfil, exfiltrating or copying the data off and then wiping the data and then, and then selling it back. Uh, so it's kind of the same effect. It, it, except instead of decrypting the data, you get a copy of it back. Threat actors are finding that they're exfilling the data anyways because they want to sell it if if the if the victim refuses to pay. Um, and since they already have a copy, there's no point in futzing around with the decryption key um, because they can just give you a copy of the data back. In fact, it's probably better, honestly, because sometimes the decryption keys don't work and stuff like that. So um, anyways... You know, it's a it's a day ending and why. So there's a ransomware victim. A cyber chief says Ukraine war is compelling more intelligence sharing in industry. Rob Joyce, director of the NSA Cybersecurity Directorate, speaking Wednesday at the Trellix Cybersecurity Summit in Washington, stated that, quote, rapidly and proactively sharing intelligence on cyber threats with industry and critical infrastructure providers can really make a big and decisive difference, end quote. Adding that this was one of his main lessons learned from the ongoing war in Ukraine. Stressing the need for greater knowledge sharing despite the competitive nature of business is possible and necessary for mutual benefit and safety. He added, quote, we can make available the insights about what we know without putting at risk how we know it. End quote. Okay, so two things. One, just as a fun one, they said NSA Cyber Chief speaking at Trellix conference. And in my mind, because of the lighting in this picture, I, I, I heard NSA Cyber Chief speaking at Skrillex conference and i was like it's 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 right which would be absolutely ridiculous because this guy is a career poly, uh, a career you know nsa operator and, and and you know probably bureaucrat politician kind of guy at this point in his career uh so for him to be at a skrillex concert is insane okay now here is something interesting and if you're if you're relatively new here if you guys still have the tags on your cybersecurity shirts um just know this okay we, we as an industry, and this isn't something I haven't really, I've really talked about um, at all. We as an industry over the last like 10 years have come light years, light years in information sharing and analysis. Like, like 10, 15 years ago, like you would just be like, oh, uh, I don't know. How bad is it? Like, 
you know, and it's not that people were hoarding data. It's just that there weren't, there were not vehicles set up for proper information sharing. Yes, there were some channels, especially at the federal, U.S. federal government level uh, of knowledge share and stuff like that. But for poor saps like me who are just trying to run a business, um, there wasn't really good information sharing. There wasn't the ability to disclose. And if you disclosed that you had a breach, it was kind of like one way. Like you tell the government and then they'd have visibility. It was a panopticon. You, you had no idea. Now with the different ISACs, that are even at like different levels, right? So there's like an aviation ISAC, there's a financial ISAC, there's, there's all these ISACs that allow for proper knowledge share. Practitioners are collaborating with each other quite a bit more and sharing knowledge. Conferences aren't just one-way speaker boxes going out, but there's a lot of um, engagement and, 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 and sharing going on and setting up of things. So even, even the daily cyber threat briefing is another kind of piece of that knowledge share and the value of knowledge, it, well, so it's kind of confusing because the value of knowledge actually has to do with market advantage and who has it and who doesn't. But when it comes to protecting us, we have realized over the last 10 years that there isn't a government and a private sector. Like when it comes to information security, threat actors could give a damn who you are or what you're doing. If you have money, Great cash, homie. If you have money, they're coming for you, right? And the, they like the barriers don't matter. The, the 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 geographic boundaries don't matter. Who you are doesn't matter, right? So it became quite clear quite quickly that we can't have US government data hoarding and private sector just fumbling about figuring it out. It was like, let's let's get on board with this guys and start knowledge sharing. And just again, look at what Jen Easterly's doing over at CISA. Right. I'm not saying it's changing the game entirely, but she's moving the ball forward um, with this information sharing stuff. So I know he's talking about the Ukrainian war and knowledge sharing and intel sharing, which makes sense because it's basically a global conflict. But in the bigger, bigger macro picture, the the knowledge share in the in the information security community is huge. Also, also. We have kind of, I don't want to say rooted out, but there's a, there used to be a lot of toxicity, right? Like a lot of like, I'm lead hacks or you're not like, get out of my face. And now it's much more uh, inclusive and get in here and we're all on the same team, which, which facilitates like, oh, I want to share things with you. Let's talk. Okay. UFOs are everywhere. They're in your applications, cloud storage, endpoints, and emails. That's right, UFOs, Unidentified File Objects, are hiding in files across your organization. UFOs can contain malware that exfiltrates data or deploys ransomware. And 70% of UFOs can't be detected by traditional scanning solutions like antivirus and sandboxing. That's where Votero comes in. Votero prevents UFOs before they hitch a ride in on files without detection and without slowing down business. Do you believe? You can learn more at votero.com slash UFOs. That's V-O-T-I-R-O dot com slash U-F-O-S. All right, a little scary there. All right, we're at the mid-roll. <clears throat> Excuse me, we're at the mid-roll. We got a lot to cover, so I'm just going to dive right in. Thank you to Simple Minds for hosting the music on the mid-roll. Guys, hopefully you guys got your newsletter this morning crush your week cyber pro i deliver it every single monday morning with three pieces of actionable intel one for your end users one for your peers and one for your executives you can literally just take what it says run with it and be 
delivering value to your organization before most people's coffee is cool enough to drink. If you have not got this email or you don't know what it is, you can go to this yellow URL, simplycyber.io slash newsletter to sign up. If you are in chat and you got this email, uh, let me know in chat whether or not, like what, like what you think of it or what the value is. I'm always open to feedback, but I'm telling you, if you don't know, BSEC with the squad re-up. Thank you, BSEC. Um, guys, I'm telling you, this newsletter, very proud of it. Even though I was in the mountains, I made sure to get this thing done because I feel it's a service that I, I, I provide to, to you all. All right. So now uh, now that we've talked about that, I want to give a shout out to uh, Callan. It's Artwork Monday. He worked on this all weekend while he was uh, while I was away. Boom. We got the uh, the rainbow. I also want to point out the um, obfuscated data stream right here. This might be an alternate data stream. Mark of the web. I don't know. I don't know what he was doing, but we've got uh, obfuscated code inside his pictures. So kids. Kids coming on strong for red team. Gonna have to keep an eye on that one. All right, hold on one second. Let's do this. All right, so that's that's all that. Also, I just want to share with everyone: if you don't know, um, later today at 4 p.m. I will be playing World of Haiku. It's time for my um, my bi-monthly playthrough. Oh, Kimberly, with the uh, squad membership. Thank you, Kimberly. Definitely appreciate the squad. Love having you there. Nine months, Kimberly. Wow. Good stuff. All right, guys. Uh, so that's that's the Callan um, artwork, the newsletter, and the gameplay. Let's let's keep going. Thank you, Simple Minds, for your uh, "Don't You Forget About Me" music riff. We're back on the news. Ursniff, no longer a banking trojan. It's now a backdoor. Ursniff, U-R-S-N-I-F, the malware also known as Gozi, G-O-Z-I, that attempts to steal online banking credentials from victims' Windows PCs is evolving to support extortionware. As one of the oldest banking trojans dating back to the mid-2000s, the software has a number of variants including Ursniff and Gozi and ISFB, and although its original developers have been arrested, extradited and or tried in court, Ursniff is now following the path of malware families such as Emotet, Trickbot and Quackbot, which shed their banking info-stealing pasts to become backdoors on infected machines that can be used by miscreants to deliver ransomware and data-stealing payloads. Yeah, miscreants. Okay, so no surprise, guys. Gozi, aka I guess Ursniff, Ursniff. I, I didn't. I never heard it called Ursniff before, but who am I? Um, I've heard of Gozi. Um, guys, if you have good malware, right? Like Emotet regularly. Uh, resurfaces and no matter what law enforcement does they they arrest people they break up the the crime syndicate it's just software and people make copies of software all the time and it will be weaponized again now as i said before <clears throat> as as the cyber criminal enterprise continues to mature thanks joel belton with a squad membership always nice to always nice to have you in the squad um, as, as we, uh, ha have seen, like the idea of like, I write malware to do one specific thing. That's kind of going the way of the Dodo. Like if you are already on the box and you've already compromised it and it's relatively easy to add modular functionality, AKA info stealers, AKA backdoor persistent mechanisms, then why wouldn't you do it? Right. You don't know, you might not know the value today of what owning this compromised box is, but if you don't have to compromise it later on down the road, then why the heck not? 
right? Especially if you have some type of kind of C2 capability uh, or dashboard that keeps track of all your infected machines, which some of the more popular ones like Cobalt Shrek and stuff um, certainly do. It, there's a, oh God, I can't remember. There's another kind of post-exploitation framework, aka Cobalt Strike-like, that, um, that, it, it, the bad guys are starting to use because uh, Cobalt Strike is getting uh, signatures all over the place. But anyways, <clears throat> Gozi, this is probably one that has, like there's probably internet documentaries on Gozi and how it kind of changed the game uh, of malware. But it was really, really popular at one point um, and looks like it's making a small resurgence under different uh, ownership, right? It's like the hotel down the street under new management because the guys who are running it uh, as they said in the story, are in jail. <laughs> Musk plans to lay off 75% of Twitter staff. Oh my God, puke. Twitter's workforce is likely to be hit with massive cuts in the coming months, no matter who owns the company, according to interviews and documents obtained by the Washington Post. These changes are likely to have major impacts on the company's ability to control harmful content and prevent data security crises. Elon Musk told prospective investors in his deal to buy the company that he planned to get rid of nearly 75% of Twitter's 7,500 workers, whittling the company down to a skeleton staff of just over 2,000. Even if Musk's Twitter deal falls through, cuts are also planned for its infrastructure, including data centers. Edwin Chen, a data scientist formerly in charge of Twitter's spam and health metrics, believes this will put Twitter's users at risk of hacks and exposure to offensive material. Yeah. Ed Okay. Okay. I know. Okay. So a couple things here. One, you know, Elon Musk, very, you know, interesting figure, somewhat polarizing, but not super um, polarizing. He's not stupid. There's a reason. Oh, who just gifted Joel Belt with the, the five subs. Uh, hey, everybody that for the next five people who are about to become uh, members, Ajay, Pamela, good to see you. Pamela just received that membership. MG28, Adam Lieb, Justin Loken. All right, guys. Hey, uh, thanks so much to Joel Belton for sponsoring five squad members. Definitely love it. Now, guys, here's the deal. Um, Elon Musk is not stupid. Now, I want to tell you, I want to tell you something because this is um real. The story just focused on Oh, they're going to lay off 75% of Twitter's workforce, which means that there's going to be more toxic hits. Yeah, you guys are the best. You guys are the absolute best. Here, let me, I got to, I'm going to throw some love in there too. You guys are the best. Such a great community. Okay, so. They focused on the story on the toxicity of what Twitter's platform may become. But here's the real deal. When you are a business owner, okay. And if you're a business owner in chat right now, you know what I'm talking about. When you look at your line items for your liabilities or your balance sheet, labor is the highest one always. Always. That's why when they talk about like, oh, times are tough, like the very first thing they do is layoffs because it's easy. It, it's, a, it's a high number. And you're like, okay, like more people will pick up the helm and go whatever. 75% is a pretty deep cut. That's like cutting the fat off and cutting the bone off the bone. But I can see what, what they're doing. Uh, he's trying to prop up the value of the company. He's about to invest $44 billion. Now, whose money that is, uh, is a hot button topic if you haven't been reading the stories. But he's about to invest this money. And as a business person with an investment, he wants it to be worth something uh, more. So that's going to certainly increase the value. 
Furthermore, you know, I'm not saying you can automate a lot of this, certainly not 75% of the workforce, but there's a lot of like things that could be automated use, using AI and ML if, if it's already in place and already being uh, developed to work. Now, I know that those AI ML models can get poisoned, but if you're looking for natural language processing, looking for toxic content, looking for these type of things, you can have engines do it probably faster than humans could see it uh, with a higher degree of uh, fidelity. So we'll, we'll see, we'll see. But all of us use Twitter, or most of us use Twitter here. If he's going to lay off 75% and it, there's going to be a pretty immediate impact, whether it's good or bad right afterwards, Twitter might become a cesspool even more than it is. We'll, we'll see. I don't know. But to me, him making this decision is exclusively tied to money, right? Great cash, homie. It, it's it's not to you know destabilize the platform. It's not to allow toxic uh, uh, tweets to, to run rampant. It's literally uh, cash money, homie. All right, let's talk about Ed Sheeran. A music hacker jailed. A 23-year-old Adrian Kwiatkowski from Ipswich, a town northeast of London, traded the music made by Sheeran and 12 songs by rapper Lil Uzi Vert in exchange for a cryptocurrency. He managed to get hold of them after hacking the performers' digital accounts, the Crown Prosecution Service said, and made £131,000 from sale of the music, according to the City of London Police. This case started in 2019 after the management of several musicians reported to the New York District Attorney that someone known online as Speardark had hacked a number of accounts and was selling the content. A police investigation tracked the email address used to set up Kwiatkowski's cryptocurrency account and soon discovered his home address linked to an IP address used to hack one of the devices. According to police, seven devices were recovered, including a hard drive that contained over 1,200 unreleased songs by 89 artists. Wow, talk about a niche, a niche criminal, huh? This guy just going after artists. If I had to guess, if I had to guess... He, this, this hacker, this bad guy, um, somehow hit some type of like producer or music company, right? To, to have 89 different artists and 600 or whatever songs, like you're not hitting 89 different victims. Like Ed Sheeran probably didn't get hacked. If I had to guess, it was, it was definitely like a music company of some sort, right? Like, cause what, so anyways, uh, shout out to, um, London for having their fancy, you know, highfalutin names, the Ipswich Crown Court. And uh, there's another, the Chief Crown Prosecutor. That's kind of a cool title. Like if I was going to make my own title, Chief, Chief Crown Stream Content Creator, that could be cool. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, this guy, bad OPSEC, man. You know, watch watch my interview with uh, Chris Rock about, you know, OPSEC and how to do it. This This goober was hacking in from his own MacBook at his house. Like... <laughs> that that's not going to work out my friend yeah um, that's not going to work out as seen right here i'm not endorsing i i'm not your board is going nuts this morning i know i know it's awesome i it's dude i'm not saying <clears throat> i'm not saying that i'm not promoting crime right i'm just saying you are a fool and and you have no clue if you're hacking from your your own computer on your own home network from your house. Like I get it's super cool to work from home in a post COVID world, but certain jobs you might want to go somewhere else, right? I just anywhere else. Um, but yeah, this goober, it just goes to show you guys, like, 
you know, don't think so myopically that you have to attack a bank, right? There's cash money. Oh, where are you, Randy? Great cash, homie. There's cash money everywhere, right? This is this is espionage. That's all it is. Yeah, Ed Sheeran with his, with his his red hair and his whatever music. I don't really know him, but like there is value in it. And unreleased music gonna have a cost, right? Right. I'm sure that the uh, the music producing companies would be willing to pay some 131,000 pounds. That doesn't seem like a lot of money to me. That doesn't seem like a lot of money. Um, so this guy was even kind of devaluing the assets that he had. Just saying. He'll be in jail for a little bit. Goober. And he was stealing Bitcoin. Bitcoin's not having a good, a good time right now. So anyways, add this to your threat model. It's not all about straight cash, homie. Sometimes it's, it's about whatever people value. Yeah, casually, Joseph. The woo. The woo knew. Last week in ransomware. Last week was a busy week in the ransomware business with reports linking ransom cartel to Revil, old gremlin hackers targeting Russia with ransomware, a new data exfiltration tool used by BlackBite, a warning that ransomware actors are exploiting VMware vulnerabilities, and new activity with Venus ransomware. The FBI released an advisory warning that the Daishin ransomware gang is targeting U.S. healthcare and public health sectors in multiple attacks. Medibank finally confirmed it was ransomware behind its recent cyber attack, and we also saw an attack on the Stimme Mediengruppe media group that prevented the printing and distribution of German newspapers. It may be our... Bro, Germany's having a tough time. Germany's getting slapped around all up in here. Um, so this is just the ransomware stories of the day. Uh, let's do this really good. Ransomware of the week. Always good to have this kind of in your back pocket if you're just looking for some uh, material that you can throw into a slide deck for executives or, you know, your insurance company if you are trying to um, make a point, right? So this is always good. The one thing that comes to mind immediately when I'm looking at this is always be mindful, guys. Oh, Cyber Munchkin with the gifted memberships. Thanks so much, Cyber Munchkin. Love it, love it, love it. For those of you who were the recipients of Cyber Munchkin's gifted membership, please enjoy the emotes. Thank you, Cyber Munchkin. Guys, the one thing that I'll point out here with, with this story is that you should be protecting from ransomware in general. You should not be like, oh, I'm going to protect from Revil or we've really got to look at Black Matter and focus on defending from that. Like, that's like next level protection. Like, you should be like, what's our backup situation? Have we done, you know, an actual DR scenario or tabletop exercises to see what we would, um, how would we recover? Do we have backups? Um, do people know what their jobs are? When, when do we make the decision to uh, declare a ransomware incident? And like, is it just one endpoint gets compromised? We shut the business down? Or is it if it's just domain controllers or whatever? Right, so you should be doing that. Second thing, if you are gonna, Justin Logan, like Justin Gold with a gifted membership, y'all, guys. Hold on, you guys are. Great cash, homie. You guys are the best. Like, hold on, you guys are, are yeeting out memberships. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much, guys. Everybody, um, Leonardo, red team, getting the gifted membership from the uh, from Justin Gold. I love, I love the support here, guys. Uh, real quick, the final thing I'll say about this is if you are going to be doing red team exercises, meaning you're simulating an actual threat actor in their TTPs, be mindful of this linkage. Threat actors are regularly 
um, renaming themselves and rebranding. Uh, in my opinion, it's so that they don't get held accountable for crimes that they've previously committed if they ever do get caught, right? Because you don't, this isn't the Wild West where you're like, I'm Billy the Kid. I did all these crimes. It's like, no, it's 2022. I'm Billy the Kid this week, and then after I rob Wells Fargo, I'm going to be Jerry the Dude. And then after I rob Bank of America, I'm going to be Chris Rock, the man, right? Like, you're switching it because if you get caught, you can be like, that wasn't me. That was Billy the Kid. I don't know anything about that. Yeah, I know the TTPs look similar, but it wasn't me, right? It's thin, thin um, defense, but just be mindful of that. When you see these new threat actors come on the screen, use MITRE ATT&CK to back back in and see if they were previously existing and what those TTP were so you can test those particular scenarios, okay? That is all I'll say about that. Guys, I'm super excited. Later today at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so if you're around, if, you, if you're hanging out, I hope you can join us. Uh, I will be playing World of Haiku. Actually, I'll be playing Haiku Pro. We'll be doing Plankton, Plankton's Heist, which is a blue team cyber range. I'll be doing it live on stream. Guys, if you've come to my Let's Play live on streams, it's kind of similar to the morning threat briefing, except I play way more music, way louder. I get very animated. I flip out, and we rock through it. Leonardo's been there. B-Sex's been there. Um, Joel's been there. Like, a, a million of you have been here. Justin Gold. Like, you guys always come, and uh, it's a really good time. So if you haven't seen Haiku Pro and you want to check it out, it's a really fun way to learn cybersecurity in a gamified fashion. Uh, we'll be doing it at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. You can go to simplycyber.io slash... Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, simplycyber.io slash streams in order to be brought up with all the um, upcoming streams and content. If you are uh, to uh, so, uh, Doris's point, I'm sorry, Doris, I called you Sasha earlier. What a, what a jerk. Um, Doris's point, if you got a gifted squad membership today, you need to be aware on the Simply Cyber Discord server, simplycyber.io slash Discord is a URL that will take you to the Discord server. We have a lot of great stuff going on over there. It's free for everybody, but if you are a squad member, you get a special role and you get access to a couple special channels that are for squad members only. Simplycyber.io slash Discord. I see Nightbot dropped the link in chat. Thank you, Justin Gold. Um, get over there and get in the game. It's going to be a lot of fun, y'all. All right. So we're at 8.43. We're killing it on time. I think the 45-minute model has certainly worked out. You, chat, came correct today. Holy crap. Coming in hot on a uh, from a weekend. A re-entry Monday like squad memberships being thrown everywhere. Jeremy Williams with the coffee um, super chat coming in at, at the very first part. Get in the game. Yeah, absolutely. We had some hot spicy takes. The NSA cyber chief went to a Skrillex conference. <laughs> it was awesome. Chris Rock reporting in from the bush. I love it. Not only, yeah, if you guys got a boogie, head on out. I'm going to hang out here for two more minutes, but otherwise crush, crush your day, cyber pros. Absolutely kill it. My pleasure, Angel Perez. Thanks for the squad membership, Angel. Hey, Gail Salins. Thank you. My pleasure. No, not another Manic Monday. Starbucks. <clears throat> Jesus. Starbucks French Roast made sure of that. Thank you, Jenny Housley. Good to see you. Nathan Mullen. Hey, my pleasure, man. It's what I, I, I like to do. David Meese coming in hot. 
David Meese has some Try Hack Me subs he wants to raffle off on the Daily Cyber Threat Briefing. Absolutely. Oh, Bill Green. Thank you so much, Bill Green. Love the, love the squad support. Just become best friends. Yep. Yeah, hey, David Meese, connect with me. We can, um, we can raffle those off this week, my man. Had a rough weekend, super tired. Oh, Cyber Munchkin, I hope, I hope it gets better. Have a great week, Doris. Uh, thanks, Chris Rock. Uh, always appreciate all that you do for our community as well, Chris. All right. All right, and as it clicks over to 845, I will bid you all adieu. Eric Jordan. Yeah, Eric Jordan, the Threat Gen team is great. I'm, I'm very proud to be part of the Threat Gen team. All right, guys, that's going to do it for today's stream. I will see many of you, I hope, later today at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If I don't, I'll catch you tomorrow. Remember, Tuesdays and Thursdays while I'm teaching, the, ep the shows are at 10 a.m. Go to simplycyber.io slash streams to see all the upcoming streams on the Simply Cyber channels. Much love, everybody. Be good, and we'll see you later today.